Welcome to my inaugural episode of More Than Just a Number, A Woman's Journey Through Incarceration. In this first episode, I will begin by giving some basic statistics, and then I will redo this young woman's story. There are approximately 233,000 women incarcerated in the United States. In Indiana alone, there are 1,839 women serving time in three different prisons. These women are mothers, wives, daughters, and sisters. They each have a story to tell. Incarcerated women are beaten, stabbed, raped, and killed in facilities run by corrupt officials who abuse their power. Women who need medical care, help managing their disabilities, mental health and addiction treatment, and suicide prevention are denied care, ignored, punished, and placed in lock. The horrors they have witnessed are too vile to even think about, much less speak aloud. However, there are those who, like me, believe that you need to know what really happens when the bars slam home. The stories you will hear are factual and may be upsetting to some. I recommend caution before you listen to their stories. They can be quite graphic in nature. It is my hope that our government officials will devise a system for our loved ones where they aren't abused, neglected, and a system that allows them to keep their dignity. Welcome to More Than Just a Number, A Woman's Journey Through Incarceration. This being my inaugural episode, I have decided to tell the story of a young woman who wants to remain anonymous. She wants to move on with her life, but feels the need to tell you her story. Per her wishes, her name will not be included. This young woman is serving 23 years for something she didn't do and is and now resides in Indiana and has been incarcerated since 2019. While she has been in, incarcerated, she has personally experienced things that a dog on the streets doesn't endure. She is not the only woman to have had to endure these injustices. Let me tell you a few things she has and is still enduring. She has a severe allergy to a food preservative, which is in just about everything we eat today. After a year of suffering with hives from being forced to eat food that contains this preservative and a call to the state ombudsman, they finally did an allergy test, which came back positive. It took her another six months to get a special diet for her condition. For her meals now, she gets two pieces of bread and a packet of peanut butter, along with a leaf of lettuce. For dinner, she gets spaghetti noodles without any topping except a packet of mustard. Her caloric intake is only 390 calories a day. Since being in prison, she has been on a continuous course of steroids. Long-term steroid use can cause serious health issues. If you don't believe me, look them up. A few weeks ago, she and two other inmates came down with COVID. Instead of isolating these women, they put their dorm on lockdown. 17 women locked in a room doomed to getting COVID over and over. The meat they receive for meals is labeled not for human consumption, but yet they feed it to these women. They are human beings, 
so why feed them like animals? When they take a shower, their freshly laundered towels smell like urine, which then causes them to smell the same. A guard who no longer works at the prison told this woman in confidence that the guards are given the following guidelines when it comes to sickness or health. RWB. R stands for red or blood. If you don't see red, walk away. W stands for white or bone. If you don't see white, walk away. B stands for blue or air. If the inmate is breathing, walk away. As you can see, if there is no RWB, you get no medical help. Another inmate recently had a seizure and the guards just walked away because the girl had no visible signs of blood, bone, and was breathing. Leave her alone is the norm. These are just the first in a long list of complaints they have. I promised them I would get the word out so something can get done, done for them. I wish to tell you her story because her story is their story. On the top floor of her dorm, there are approximately 100 women. These women have two bathrooms to share. There are two sinks and two showers in each bathroom. When taking a shower, the inmates wear shoes. Why, you might ask? There are women in this prison who have never been taught proper hygiene etiquette. They throw their used menstruation products on the floor. They use the showers as toilets, and they leave blood on the commodes when they have their cycles. And it's also left on the floor. Since they were on lockdown due to COVID, the women were having to use the bathroom water for drinking. They were denied commissary. Can you imagine needing hygiene supplies, but you are denied them? Can you imagine drinking water from a sink where someone had just urinated or defecated? There was a young woman who bunked between two COVID positive inmates. This woman has only half a lung. She was not removed from her bunk and came down with COVID. What do you think her chances of survival are? I would say not very good. These words I speak are for the good of the inmates. Yes, a lot of them deserve to be incarcerated. What they don't deserve is being made to live like animals. These women are losing their dignity and what little hope they have of ever living like a human again. Something needs to be done. I pray you investigate this for yourself. Prison is meant to reform these inmates, but they have no chance at reform because of their treatment. I pray nightly for their conditions to improve. You have the ability to change their circumstances. Please help me to help these women. <clears throat> Excuse me. I recently told you of this girl's allergy problem. She has been in lockup for over two years now, and in all that time, she has been on steroids. Long-time steroid use can cause these problems and more. Kidney problems, liver damage and tumors, enlarged heart, high blood pressure, and changes in blood cholesterol all of which increase the risk of stroke and heart attack. Severe osteoporosis in women, aseptic joint <clears throat> necrosis, adrenal insufficiency, gastrointestinal, hepatic, and ophthalmologic effects, hyperlipidemia, growth suppression, and possible congenital malformations. If you get lucky enough, you may get macrobid, an outdated antibiotic. 
This girl has been on Macrobid for five months now trying to get rid of a UTI. If you get real lucky, you may get taken off-site to see a doctor. That doctor may report that you need surgery, but then you are denied that surgery by the prison system. Recently, inmates witnessed a woman in a wheelchair have a seizure. They were outside for wreck when this occurred. The woman was seizing so bad that she fell out of her wheelchair. She landed on the sidewalk. Instead of helping this poor woman, the guards literally kicked her off the sidewalk into the grass so she wouldn't cause a bleeding head wound. One inmate got hurt when her ladder broke on her bunk. A metal rod went through her breastbone. I could recount many more horror stories about the medical system in our prisons, but I think you get the idea. Our prisons need to be mandated and watch for this type of occurrence before any more people die while inside the prison system. What truly is injustice? The dictionary tells us it is the mistreatment or violation of another's rights. There are different types of injustice. The one I will focus on today is procedural injustice or how fairly people are treated. Inmates are considered the dregs of society by many, when in reality, they are just like the rest of us. But by the grace of God go I. The inmate could be you or me. Words to live by, don't you think? In my research, I have learned that this prison houses about 1,200 women. A third of these women are there for substance abuse charges, like the girl in my story. Most of these women are single mothers, mothers who got hooked up with the wrong man or did what they had to do to feed their children. Otherwise, they are just regular women, but they have lost their way. They are born with dignity. It is a blessing from God. Sure, we all have our days where we may have an extra drink or say something bad about someone, but we still keep our dignity. Women on the inside have it too. Oh, it may be at a lower level than what we have, but it is still dignity. With the deplorable situation these women are forced to endure, their dignity shatters a little more. With every new injustice, the knowledge that you left your child without a mother to take care of them, going hungry because the food is inedible, having no privacy ever, shatters their dignity even more. All these injustices have done their job. They have broken a good woman down. The statistics show that the recidivism rate or reoccurrence are as follows. 58% of incarcerated women will be rearrested after release. 38% will be reconvicted. And 30% will be returned to prison within three years of being released. With each new injustice, their anger grows. The frustration starts to build. The helplessness and sadness start to take its toll. They start to feel the need for vengeance. With that need, all dignity is gone. There is no dignity of life for these women. It has been taken from them from what new injustice that they have endured, coming at them from every direction. The judicial system, the guards, the living conditions, and yes, from we on the outside. It's time to stop the injustice. We need to give these women back their dignity of life. The women that leave prison have no dignity of life. Within two weeks of being released, those that are going to abuse drugs again will do so. 
The second time around, the abuse worsens. The drug of choice gets harder. For example, from opioids to heroin. Circumstances that released prisoners tend to perform after release are substance abuse, violent behavior, criminal activity, alcohol abuse, and many more. We get lucky here. Only 8.6% of released women that reabuse after release commit suicide. Now you may think, well, that isn't too bad, but think about this. There are approximately 233,000 women incarcerated in the United States. There are 1,839 women incarcerated in Indiana alone. There are approximately 1,200 women incarcerated in her prison. If we assume that 8.6% covers the scope of women committing suicide after release, we come up with these numbers. Death by suicide of released incarcerated women in the United States are 19,178. In Indiana, 186. In her prison, 104 will commit suicide. The numbers aren't so small anymore. There are many reasons these women have completed suicides. They range from substance, substance abuse, life stressors, being ostracized, legal issues, etc. But the number one reason is because there are a few, few support systems in place for women. This concludes my inaugural episode of More Than Just a Number, Woman's Journey Through Incarceration. I hope that you will take these words from this young woman and consider that this could be your daughter, your wife, your mom, or your sister, and she's having to live this way. No one deserves to be treated like an animal, no matter what their crime. And this young girl had no crime. She was wrongfully convicted. But she's doing her time, and she's making friends, and she's learning something new every day. That is what prison reform is supposed to be. It's my wish that our government will devise a system where these women are no longer abused, neglected, and where they can keep their dignity of life.